0: This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. Oh, we got a really fun service ahead for you folks. Great to have you here today at New Church Live. Big welcome to all our first-time attendees. Big welcome to all of you who are joining us online, and big welcome to you folks. Great to have you all here today. So today's service is it's a service called Open When. And you'll get the meaning of that as we go through the service. And, and I want to start out by saying, you know, that with with Mother's Day and motherhood, like, can I get a shout out from the moms? Is motherhood hard some days? Yes, yes, yes. yes. It's incredibly challenging. And some of us have moms who just did, a, you know, outstanding work. Others have had moms who really struggled with parenthood. And I feel like what we're here to celebrate today is, is, is that part in you that was, was served by some great, great, great mother out there somewhere. And you're going to get a chance to hear, mostly from other people, uh, about what that strain is, how, how motherhood works, and, and what it's like kind of seeing the world that way. Now, I do want to say again, as I just said, <laughs> You know, motherhood is challenging. I love Anne Lamont's great line about motherhood. All these people keep waxing sentimentally about how fabulously well I'm doing as a mother, how competent I am, but I feel inside like when you're first learning to put nail polish on your right hand with your left. You can do it, you can do it, but it doesn't look all that great around the cuticles. (laughs) Amen, right? You know, like motherhood clearly has, clearly, clearly has its challenges. And yet, it's so obvious that motherhood in and of itself, and again, for some of us, that motherhood came through our actually biological mother, for other people it may have come through an adoptive mother, for other people it may have come through a grandparent, or an aunt, or, or a cousin, or somebody just who, who filled that role for us. And God really blesses that. I mean, it's 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 really fascinating when you start to look at the Bible and you realize that God is constantly using very feminine images, very maternal images to describe God's love for all of us. I mean, the whole Bible starts out with this beautiful line from Genesis 1. I'm going to have you say the S word and the H word there. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty, sometimes that's translated void. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the? Spirit. the spirit of God was? Hovering. was hovering over the waters. And you look at that word, like that first word spirit, it's, it's Hebrew. It's a Hebrew noun. So it's kind of like this, this motherly spirit. And hovering is really this, this idea of a bird sort of like a mother hen hovering over her flock, who, who sees the darkness of the earth. And it's not darkness like earth is bad and evil and horrible. It's just, it's, it's not filled yet. It's, it's this beautiful piece of creation. Maybe, maybe looks something like this. Maybe looks something like that. Spirit of God, Spirit of God hovering over the waters. Now what's interesting, again, when you look at Christ's life, he was very aware of these these ancient teachings that go back to Genesis. So you think of that being like 2,000 years ago. And then we fast forward to Christ's life uh, 2,000 years later. And he uses the same kind of image just to talk about his love. His love for all all of us. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often how I've longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. A line, I think, you know, where, where Christ, and you hear a little bit of the heartbreak of parenthood in there too, where, where, where we have this love and we want to gather around, we want gather, to gather around our loved ones, and yet a lot of the time this is what they're doing. You know, they're on their own. They're moving forward with their own lives. But the energy remains. That deep maternal love, which I think all of us share, remains. And that doesn't make it necessarily easy all the time. Mothering isn't easy, being a father isn't easy, being any kind of parent has its deep challenges. And it was interesting, we gathered a group of moms for a planning team on this service, a wonderful group of moms, and I sat and I listened, and, And boys, it's just a different perspective. And this is what got really clear about what the moms wrestle with. Can we say those together? The challenges are feeling overwhelmed, guilty, and vulnerable. Do any moms in here ever wrestle with any one of those three? Please raise your hand. You know, it can feel this way, it can feel overwhelmed, guilty, and vulnerable. And what struck me is I I love dads. No dad has ever come to see me as a pastor struggling with dad guilt. It just just hasn't happened. Dads are wonderful. And they're just in a different place. And that's not to say that dad's going to kind of have it down because they don't. You know, I mean, how many of us dads in here have, have, you know, our our daughter or our son will call us on the phone and then we do what all good dads do. We talk very quickly. And then what do we do with the phone? Pass it to mom, you know, and then we pass it to mom. Mom gets done on the phone and, 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 and she says, something's wrong with them. I'm like, I didn't hear anything, honey. I totally missed it. You know, that's what happens because because I just, I'm not as attuned as my beautiful, wonderful, amazing wife is. And yet we need to look at that and we need to say, all right, we need to move beyond it. Because guilt can be this huge, huge, huge challenge in our lives. Now what I want to do is I want to go through this list and I want to run through it. And this is just stuff to think about. This is just stuff to think about in terms of guilt. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab the microphone, I'm going to come out in the audience, and if people just raise their hand, we're just going to take these, read through them one at a time. All right? So please go ahead and raise your hand.
1: Guilt is a powerful tool of hell,
2: not
0: of God. It is not God's favorite tool. Are we all aware of that? It's not God's favorite tool. Who wants to read us the second one?
3: Guilt convinces us we are alone.
0: Guilt tell you again and again that you are alone, that no one understands. Who wants to read us number three?
2: Guilt convinces us that our life circumstances are unending stream of self-chosen catastrophes, catastrophes, (laughs) like Grandma right now, that permanently damage those we love.
0: Exactly. Does that sound? Can I get an amen on that one? Next one. Next one. Next slide, please.
3: And God knows something beyond guilt, that motherhood is blessed, and that motherhood is hard, demanding, never-ending work, even when our kids are 32.
0: That's good. Even as they get older, it's still a struggle. Who wants to read us the next one? Who wants to read us the next one? Here we go. And that all that is left then for us to do is to do our best. That's it. And the next one.
4: To love as best we can in all our flawed ways.
0: In all our flawed ways. In the last slide here, who wants to read this one? For God tenderly holds our journey. Tenderly holds our journey, broods over the water. Next one here, folks. Who's brave?
2: And the journey of our
0: children, too. Good. And the last one. So what we celebrate is love. So what we celebrate is love. So we struggle with these things. And, and yet guilt can get so much in the way. And so, like, today's a day just to breathe and to let go of some of the guilt and to hear stories about what moms and their kids, to hear stories about what all this can mean and the tenderness of it all. And that's what I want now to shift gears into is, is, is hearing from different people about what open when looks like to them. And open when comes from this very simple concept that some moms choose to write their kids letters to open when, fill in the blank. So we have three moms who will be offering open when letters. They're going to be coming forward. They're going to be reading what those letters are. You'll get a chance to hear them and and hear the message. (laughs) Get a chance to hear the wisdom that God has put on their hearts. So the first is a brandy new mom, Val. So please welcome Val.
3: Okay. Wow, it's super bright. I can't see anything. Okay. Dear Mila, I'm already going to start crying. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is probably letter number one of the series. I've written you many letters.
0: I don't even know why I'm crying. Because <laughs> you're a good mom.
3: Okay, I've written letters to you for when you go to college, when you get married, even when your first boyfriend breaks up with you. Not that that'll ever happen. (laughs) But never did I think that I was going to write to you on for when you go to kindergarten. As I write to you, my heart breaks at the thought of you even going to kindergarten. I mean, it was only a few short months ago that you were born. We spent every, every day together since September 3rd. Never have we been apart. Now, as I watch your wild eight month old self get into everything, or the way that your presence lights up an entire room, or how you blow me away with how intelligent such a little human can be, I know that you'll do just fine. I can see it now, it's the first day of kindergarten. Your outfit's pressed and ironed, your hair's pulled back neat, and I'm crying my eyes out yet again, and you're running into the doors of the classroom, not looking back at me, with your new friends not far behind. I can't really remember what it was like before you, and I don't even know how we got here. But maybe that's exactly what I needed. Someone like you. You've made this the best journey of my life. And just know that even on the days that I do fall short, I'm still trying. So now, as I go home and you go off to great places, remember, today is your day. Your mountain is waiting, so go on your way. Exo, Mom. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Very good, Mom.
1: Rachel's out there somewhere. <clears throat> Dear Rachel, this letter is to be opened when you arrive at college. Don't worry, I have a freshly sealed copy right here for you when you arrive at school. <sighs> to be opened when? To be open when you get to school. To be, to open, to be open when you miss me. Yes, that will probably happen. To be open when it feels hard. To be open when maybe you think you made a mistake. To be open when you need to hear how great you really are. To be open when you have a choice that feels really, really big. Rachel, I am so very proud of the star that you are really becoming. There she is in that picture, okay. Dad and I love you, and we always will, no matter what, always remember that. I am so grateful you chose us to be your parents. I have much gratitude that I was lucky enough to have the pleasure in helping you navigate this life so far. We truly are blessed by your beautiful spirit and are looking forward to watching you flourish in this next chapter. The next few years are going to be really amazing. Some days may may feel tough, but I'm sure most days will have plenty of fun mixed in. My prayer for you is to go... continue. I'm sorry. My prayer for you is to go on and continue being you, no matter what you are, what makes you so special. No need to alter that in any way for anyone. The upcoming years, you have a lot of choices to make. Ah, I know that's not your strength right now. I help you order. So hopefully you can choose a good college, (laughs) but I want you to know that you are free, free to make those choices. You are free to study wherever feels right. You are free to choose to live wherever feels right. And you are free to go on adventures. Life is one big adventure. Remember, your choices will shape your future. But the good news is that in most cases, you can always make another choice. Making those choices from your heart will help you to live in peace. A peaceful life is a good life. Since this letter is too open when you are in college, please, please try to make good choices that keep you safe. You have this loyalty that amazes me and makes me so proud of you every day. What a great trait to have. You have so much intelligence. Never, ever sell yourself short. Be proud of who you are. I love to watch your dedication. You don't mind hard work, and as your mama bear, AKA protective bear, or overprotective bear, she knows what I mean, I have no worries about you being committed to playing athletics in college. Being a college athlete is what you are meant to be and is a big part of this next chapter. I have witnessed a true dedication to your sport. I've also realized being an athlete is just part of who you are. So there is no maybe I'll play college in sports. Just like daddy, competitive sports and all that comes with, like the daily training, being part of a team are big parts of who you are. Those are the parts that make up the Rachelness. FYI, we love all the parts that make up Rachelness. I cannot wait to see you play at a college level. I want you to know I love being your mom. Everything I do is for you and your brother. Every choice I make is I think of you two first. I love spoiling you both. I know you don't ask me for anything, but always remember I never want you to feel like you owe me. I love doing things for you and to try to make your life a little easier, a little better. So even when you are at college, I will be trying to make your life a little better. But there will be times you may have to ask. Always know I am a phone call, FaceTime, a flight or a car ride away. I will always be your advocate. I will always have your back and I will always go mama bear anywhere, anytime. Always and forever. All my love. XOXOXO mommy. P.S. Please try not to proofread edit this. I cannot hold a candle to your ability to write. (laughs) Love you.
0: In our next, in our next letter. Okay.
4: So Chuck has this way of asking you to do something real quick. Hey, hey, could you do something real quick for Sunday? It's, It's easy. It's easy. Just a quick thing. I just want you to write a letter. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I can write a letter. What's it about? And he goes, well, I want you to, you know, write something to, to James. The theme is to open when. I'm like, Oh, I like this. Okay. What am I writing? And He goes to open. When you fall in love and I'm like, Oh, that's deep. My child's 11. I haven't thought about this yet. Um, so I started writing and I thought this is easy. It's just a letter. I'll get a couple of things out real quick. So today I'm going to read to you part one of my 24 part series. <laughs> Hopefully it won't be too long. Okay. Dear James, love is beautiful and complicated and messy. The Bible tells us that it is patient, kind, honorable, truthful, hopeful, protective, selfless, and slow to anger. Slow to anger, not never angry. That's an important distinction. It takes many forms, brotherly love, family love, romantic love, love of self, and is more a journey than a state of being. I am writing this letter for when you find romantic love. It's a difficult letter to write, as I'm not completely sure I've figured it out myself. I am still on the journey of learning how to live and express godly love. But I have learned some things along the way, and I hope I can impart a little wisdom. You have a big heart, so you will probably open this letter too early. You may even end up opening it a few times. You'll know it's too early if the relationship causes more stress than peace. Your partner has separated you from family or friends. You can't imagine a future with them. You don't feel the relationship is balanced or you just aren't sure. If it's too early, that's okay. I thought I found love a couple of times before I really did. Don't be in a rush to settle down. So many fe- people feel like they have to run from one life stage to another, but it's not true. Make friends, enjoy life, serve others, and learn everything you can about you. What matters to you? What's important in your life? What do you want to do and where do you want to have an impact in the world? One of the not-so-secret secrets to a truly meaningful relationship is that you really need to know yourself and be comfortable with who you are before you can build a meaningful relationship. That doesn't mean you have to have it all figured out and does not require perfection. It just means you need to take a little time to pray and think about your half of a relationship's foundation before you add another piece. If it's not too early, I hope I have had the chance to meet the young lady who has captured your heart. I hope that you have brought her to family things and that she's had a chance to meet your grandparents. I hope that you have talked about your future, where you want to go, who you want to be, what you want to see your dreams and aspirations, as well as your fears. It's really hard to read when you're crying. I hope you've talked about whether or not you want kids and how many and about God's presence in your lives and in your children's lives. I hope you have prayed together and laughed together, and while I wish always that I could spare you any pain, I hope that you have cried together, that you can truly be open with each other emotionally. If you haven't talked through these things, please take the time to do so, as they can either help you to build your path together now or potentially derail you later. If you have talked about all these things and are ready to start your journey together, I hope that you will talk to us about your plans. I will be so happy and proud to share these moments with you. I promise I will do my best to just revel in your joy without drowning you in mom's advice. That being said, let's get a little bit of that advice out of the way now. If you are planning to journey together in life, you will be a team and there are some important things to keep in mind get to know her family you will learn a lot about her from her family and you will definitely want to know them well before they ask to babysit the grandchildren take your time together don't be in a rush to get to the next stage of the relationship enjoy time just being a couple travel do and see the things you discussed wanting to do find things you enjoy doing together Similar to the advice to build your own foundation before you add a relationship, you want to build yourself a solid relationship before you add kiddos to the mix. Pray together and keep the church in your lives. It's easy to let that slide, but that community is more important than you realize. God doesn't go away, but if you don't keep the communication channel open, it can be a little more difficult to hear him. And you want to know that you are on the path he wants for you. The little things matter in a relationship. Get her flowers for no reason. Find out how she likes her coffee. What her favorite foods are. Make dinner reservations just because. If you see something that makes you think of her, go get it. I mean, as long as it's not crazy expensive. No crazy purchases that aren't discussed as a team. The words, I love you are like a solo instrument in a song. It's lovely by itself, but a little empty. The little loving things you do in life are the percussion and rhythm instruments that give life to your song. Speaking of I love you, say it often. Before you part, when you return, before you sleep, and when you wake, life can be tough, and the world is pretty unforgiving sometimes. Relationships ebb and flow in their passion, and we all need that regular reminder that we love, and we are loved. Talk about the things that are important, even if it's hard to do so. You might fight. Remember, slow to anger, not never angry. But it is better to let it out and talk it through than allow it to fester like an abscess. If you do fight, work hard to see each other's perspective. And above all, make sure you say, I love you, and I'm sorry. It doesn't mean you have to come to an agreement but you absolutely have to make sure to remind both yourself and her that the tension of the moment does not supersede the strength of your relationship. Take pictures and tell her she's beautiful even when she doesn't feel it. She may not feel pretty at the moment, but she needs to know that you think she is and someday she will be glad she has those pictures with you and the kids. Figure out what makes her laugh Laughter is critical for health and in any relationship and will keep that spark alive even in the toughest times. God, I have so much more to tell you. You'll have to wait for part two of the 24-part 24, 24 series. Above all, remember that love is not a destination. You don't get there and stop. Love is a journey. It has ups and downs, times when you know where you're going, and times when you feel utterly lost. You will be tackling all that this world throws at you together as a team. Remember to lift each other up, support each other in tough times, encourage each other, protect and seek out the fun and joy, and always, always look to God to be your guide. I love you with all my heart. Mom.
0: We do have a surprise fourth speaker, which she could come on up.
2: Thanks, man. All right. Good morning. I already regret that I didn't wear waterproof mascara, but I don't own it, so um, let me get my letter up. Okay. I sent a bunch of pictures and I let Chuck pick, and I'm really glad he picked that one because it's my fave. <laughs> um, so I wrote a letter called, Open When You Think That You've Fallen Short As a Mom, because I think that we all have at least once. <laughs> um, and it's a letter from moms to moms, and specifically a letter from me to my mom, Lindy. <sighs> Being a mom is tough. It's the toughest job you'll ever love. You're given these sweet, tiny, innocent humans and you're supposed to guide them and turn them into these most amazing people that you can and that's a lot of pressure. When I feel like I'm failing as a mom, you remind me that the Lord, I'm gonna cry, (laughs) the Lord chose me to be their mom. And I know that you've had a lot of practice with that one because you've raised three girls, me and my two younger sisters. And we've been raised in an ideal environment essentially because you raised us to be kind, to value hard work and education, and most importantly, to nurture the relationships of the people, with the people in our lives that mean the most to us. And in spite of all of that, we've made some huge mistakes. I personally have made some huge ones that have broken your heart. (laughs) And yet, It has nothing to do with how you've raised us, and I want you to know that. And still, here I am every day thinking, I'm totally messing up my kids. I should take my own advice. We are humans, and with that, we have this blessing of free will, and that means that we're going to make some pretty huge mistakes and experience great failures, but that's not what defines us. What defines us? is how we overcome these obstacles. You've taught us to be resilient and also to be kind to ourselves because we need to do that too. Um, Many years ago, I was part of a journey group and Martha Pitcairn was in it. And she said something in passing, but I wrote it down. And I found it because it it just its stuck with me and it's resonated with me. My life has shifted a lot since then, I had no idea, but she said, hardships polish our gifts. And she is so right. And mom, you're incredible at that. You're a rock star when it comes to seeing the silver lining in pretty awful situations, and I'd like to think that some of that has rubbed off onto me and my sisters. You've never, ever stopped loving and supporting us. And sometimes as an adult, I I don't get how you can keep extending your heart the way that you do. Sorry. But then look at those kids who I'd move mountains for, and I get it. Because I'll be your baby, my sisters will be your babies always and forever. So, Mom, I love you to the cheese moon and back, as Jackson would say. And I'm so grateful that the Lord chose you to be my mom. Love you.
0: So to, to close that that's the service, like that was just beautiful. And I just want you to hear the song in that. And, and to hear the song of, of, of love that, that we can share, the love that's part of families, and celebrate that this Mother's Day. I also want to really give a big thank you to, to our four speakers. I mean, they were just amazing. So if we give them another round of applause, folks. Please join me in a final prayer. So Lord, thank you for your presence here today. Thank you for the stories these amazing moms share. Thank you for their perspectives, for their loves, for that connection that we can all hear in their words to our lives and open our hearts. Calling all angels. Open our hearts, Lord, to those angel messengers in our lives that bring messages of love and care and joy. Be with us, Lord, this week. Be with us in joy, be with us in care, be with us in service. Protect us, guide us, and as always, lead us home. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv.